Chapter 29 The Razor's Edge The moment I took a seat in the saddle, I felt that invisible horse when a great wind started to flow. As if my soul was dipped into a secret pond, once submerged, my essence created a ripple which caused a single flower along the grapevine to reach out and grow. This was a hidden layer of reality, and now I felt the mother sword waiting in my grip. There was something noteworthy about this weapon, and it reminded me of devotion, discipline, and grit. Ever since I found the blade, it seemed as if everything had fallen apart, but now my life came back together, and here within all the chaos, I sensed a fresh start. It is easy to suffer in chaos, but can you relate to the disorder? There the wise can see how Shakti's power fuel both the good and the bad, but there also exists a secret order. Do not solely seek harmony. This is not about the absence of the bad, only living for love and light. This orderly chaos involves working with our life situation as it is, to be intertwined with this moment and to never lose sight. All of life's energy is sacred, and this includes total creativity and total destruction. It all occurs in what is called nowness, and through this nowness, we can surrender to everything that is happening. This nowness is a sense that we are attuned to, and nowness is before our very eyes. The past is fiction, and the future is a dream, yet the nowness continues on after we die. Once I wasn't running from the discomfort, once I got situated right in this saddle, I could embrace everything that was happening, and there I found that every moment of existence held the same sacredness contained within a holy chapel. There is no point in only relating with the pure, beautiful, and glorious, but rather we should relate with all that is, and so we must live with a curiosity and openness. How often do we struggle against ourselves? How many mornings do we rise and feel as if we are fighting against our own mind? Always striving to be a better person or trying to get rid of that which keeps us unaligned. But why are we always trying to manipulate something or get out of a situation? Why are we always seeking something to gain? How exhausting does it become when every moment of every second is a pursuit seeking something one must attain? I'm starting to believe a path has always been guiding us, even if each moment feels like a test. Certainly I am a simple fool, but we must not be afraid of examining what appears to be our own mess. Within that abundant chaos, I found the portrait of my own confused mind, with five factors of ignorance, anger, pride, passion, and jealousy. I have found that by working through those, a secret order within that chaos does align. I discovered that I couldn't solve the problems, but rather I can understand why and how things function together as part of the whole. This way of relating with the current moment reconnected me to the deepest aspect of clarity within all souls. If you are only trying to get rid of the problem, I'm afraid there is no way out. The best path is to relate with what is happening, and that is the perfect route. Clarity arises when there is no sense of expecting anything. Just relate with the situation as it is. And whatever arises, it offers us a choice, and this decision is how we live. When we are not satisfied with ourselves, we try our very best to please ourselves. 
as if we are the very center of the world and we exist alone in a world with no one else. In order to maintain ourselves, we keep track of our own limitations, always trying to maintain something. It's as if fighting for our lives is our life's foundation. From the point of view of our ego, it seems as if no matter what happens, we are always losing ground. It's always chasing every moment, but we distort the moment by spending all our time seeking as if there's something to be found. But the moment is right here. All of life's energy is radiating throughout each and every day. Now will you take a seat in the saddle with me and view this unfolding energy as if we were dancing in a great play. There is nothing to hang on to, yet we can observe and let go. The same way we might sit on the porch to relax, just watch the green grass grow. Nothing to gain and nothing to lose. The experience is the moment and the moment is the essence of me and you. You may project your thoughts onto the moment, which can cloud the pure light like clouds in the sky. But after enough time, we cannot even choose our final release, and so the body must die. But the watcher goes on, and this exquisite moment never ends. The soul continues on a journey until all of us transcend. Now before any sort of ascension, we need to relate to the world just as it is. We cannot make excuses or get lost in cynicism, since life is an expression of how we get what we give. We have to learn to respect creation. It is quite the serious game. Since within the confused world lies the pathway to freedom, it is a magnificent opportunity where everything that is workable is everything that remains. And I honestly feel different today. My thoughts are embracing freedom over doubt. I do not know the answer, nor do I have it figured out. Yes, reality is what you make it, and this reality is the only route. So now I ask, how did this feeling come to me today? For so long I felt the same, like I've been in a rut, as if this is just a sick and silly game. But today, after observing, having short conversations with other spirits, I found something magnificent waiting in the silence, and there I discovered life's great merit. When I exist in the confused world of the setting sun, I feel so heavy it's as if I'm lead. But today I was transformed into gold, and now I realize that the nature of my spirit cannot cease, be killed, extinct, or dead. As I reflect on what I feel, I feel great. Now that word is so often misused, but I feel great as if this was the ultimate state. This is the feeling when a moral person does the right thing. I feel like I can achieve. I feel inspired. No one hearing this will understand the emotions and feelings that seem to transpire, but I feel better than I've felt in years. I've been sucked into the whirlwind of life for so many years, and when have I stopped to enjoy this life? I've always been dying to see, feel, and do more without even enjoying where I was and it finally feels right. I've heard about men and women that are inspired. These are truly great people. And like I said before, I'm not using great like someone might describe a lunch or dinner, but I want you to imagine the most sacred and beautiful steeple. I mean it in the purest essence possible. A great person is someone who has done something that others cannot. Not just score a goal during a game in the right situation, or make a bucket, 
or throw a good pass, but rather great is to get hold of an idea that cannot be caught. Chances are there is another person that could play an athletic game, or someone could hit the same shot. And so I mean to say a great person is one who realizes something that others cannot fathom, to achieve something that has never been got, to create light where it does not exist, now that is a great human. To be the luminosity that shares in spite of the great vulnerability so that others can be illuminated. A great person is inspired. Their mind can perceive the truth of reality. I'm not speaking of a different universe, but a great person simply does not accept the world as it was sold to them, and so they seek to discover wisdom differently. This is what I found in the mother's blade and that razor's edge depicts the feeling I'm experiencing. To walk upon the razor's edge and to take the middle way is absolutely freeing. There is an absolute balance between the left-hand path and the right-hand path, because before I was caught up in how the world wanted me to feel, as if there was a right way, but the truth is within all souls. Now how do I describe this so it might make sense to anyone in the world? Don't accept and don't reject, just let it come and go, and so all orderly chaos will unfurl. It's through correct thought, and so you should find a saddle in deep meditation. Go on and dive into contemplation and discover what exists within the imagination. This inspired reality can feel art, and one gaze could understand the struggle it took to create such a work that is the underlying essence of all creation and all its strange quirks. This inspired reality isn't concerned with what the world thinks, but rather it embodies what is, and this is the truth. The world has gotten so good at telling us how we should feel, yet where is the universal handbook of life that we give to all our youth? Clear and awake, I thought I noticed the tracks of a little kitten, and there I traced these footsteps as I was simply intent to listen. And are we glowing now? Why yes, it was all so spectacular. And if you are hearing this, then know that we are the light that's left. Know that our light can surrender to any groundless atmosphere. There is nowhere to stand and nowhere to go. We simply exist in the mandala of the grapevine, and we realize that in this moment we are called to grow. Within all of us is God's morning star. The light is within arm's reach, as this seed of creation is who we are, and the moment is all life has to teach, and it is through the journey that our grapevine does grow. Like a seed planted through the depths of nature, this is the energy that the rising sun knows, a force that cannot be conquered, as the mother's gift of life always wins. And so I felt great peace in the saddle of a horse galloping and riding this unknowable force in the emptiness of the vital wind. Yes, this energy is invisible, and yes, it is always free, clear and flowing like an ocean. This was the same power as any current within a sea. I was one with the essence of our power, and this inner light was the essence of you and me, pure potential here and now. This source was infinite and free. Oh, how narcissists think they own the land, but rather a wise one looks after earth's soils. Distinguish intellect from wisdom and know that only the truth can solve our karmic toils. The solution is in the moment. 
even though I can't possibly describe it in words. It is the pure energy within silence, and the answer is hidden in a way in which only a well-trained mind can hear. Hear it now, as the answer is this moment, and here we can find the seed of everlasting peace. That's her spirit of the grapevine, which is the divine seed. The soul, which is wind horse, and she is the power of creation source, abundant and ever free. This light is Krishna's consciousness. It is Christ forever in your heart. All form is the ultimate mystery, which is the foundation of all life from spirit's initial start. You have the morning star within you, since we are the fruit of the great vine. We are the abundant source of God-made flesh. We are all divine sons and daughters of God by design. Tunneling with the emptiness of wind horse, I swear I saw a kitten blink. There I remember Bast in her sphere, and I'm quite certain this was her kitten, I think. Oh, how stunning her cats are. But was it only Artemis in disguise? She was reason and intellect woven through knowledge so that truth could be understood and passed on from the wise. Severe and uncompromising, like a sword of the Great Mother's secret law. And if you forsake her creation, she will reach down from the heavens above and rip the world apart with her claws. I knew her kitten was leading me, and everywhere I went, I knew I was on this kitten's tracks. And the fascinating thing about this energy named Windhorse was that it felt like the moment was a full climax. Nothing was left over. This was a cup totally full with pure energy at its best. It was the clear path of all energetic channels within the soul. It was like the rising sun feeling totally awake and ever refreshed. Good morning, good morning, here we all are. I was riding a horse through infinity and I was descending down through the stars. This energy of wind horse is ever abundant since it never runs out. And there I followed a pathway straight down the central backbone of creation that held the spirit's perfected route. That's where the kitten came down from. And now everywhere I went, I was on to its scent. And I could see into Netzach and Hod through the astral plane, since the light of this path was illuminated wherever I went. Like lightning thrown down from God, I realized that this energy was the divine power. We are in union with the way. And that was the teaching that brought down the tower. Bring the heart and head together. Mind and love come together in line. The intellect cannot dominate compassion, otherwise the mother will send severe signs. We must align with the moment. We must respect all her nature, for this is our home, and everything we see is a manifestation of our Creator. Go on and just be. This is the way of the Tao. It is the fruit of the grapevine spirit. The past, present, and future is here and now. And after all this way, I arrived when I realized there was nowhere else to go. And that's when I understood that time is the change in spiritual nature since I gained a viewpoint from which all life grows. The tree of life is within us, as we are all sons and daughters of God. And so I touched down upon the second last sphere, where I saw a strong man seated upon a tiger skin. I had entered into the sphere named Yisad.